whatever day this Friday. is. Friday. Friday. I guess. Friday. Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, Friday, Bob. February fifth, Bob. More information than I require, you know especially birthday, in the middle you know of all this. Is today? You know his birthday? I is? couldn't care less. Is it yours? No. Oh well, Don then. Cherries. It's Don Cherries. Oh well, happy birthday to Don. How old is he? One hundred and four, five. Uh, Close. Maybe a little younger. Maybe maybe a little younger. Oh, what is he? 86, 87? Uh, around there. I think Am that's I probably good. You're, you're close. In other words, you don't know is what you're saying. It's it's one of the uh, one of the two. And I was never, uh, you know, when I was a producer, I would say you know the exact number without, you know, and then you don't, then you don't have to look like a fool if you're wrong. Well, apparently um, you're no longer producing. Well, in, in I don't many know. ways, I, I, I might I, add. Dice, <laughs> do you much, feel sir. like one of the kids in the room where your parents are fighting? All right, yeah. stop <laughs> it, Lawless. Hey, oh. uh, Gary Lawless is with us from Las Vegas, and Mike Zeisberger is with us from Parts Unknown. Where the hell are you, Z? Are you at home? Uh, I'm up near Bob Cajun. Really? Oh, yeah. Now I got to do Google. Now you got I hip do music Google playing Mac. in the background, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? If you can't, if you can't go outside or leave your house, you might as well go where there's neighbors are about half a mile down the road. Well, I guess so. Um, it is, uh, we are early into this uh, NHL season still, relatively speaking, although um, um, Las Vegas apparently will conclude the year with five wins, one loss and one overtime <laughs> loss. And that will be the end of that. And how the NHL figures out how being 50 games short will get them into the postseason is going to be interesting. Um, what everybody is, makes the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, give me your reaction to this lull. It's been a while since the Golden Knights played, huh? Yeah, we play tonight, and it's uh, maybe almost, almost 10 days. Yeah, well, uh, thankfully, there's been uh, it's been a no positive tests for a while here, so it's pretty crazy in it because it's like you, you. So we all have our stupid phones telling us what's happening all the time now. And you know, it, it, it seems like you don't go through a day right now where two teams are shut down. You know, like yesterday, there's a team shut down in the morning, I believe. And then last night I was at my daughter's hockey practice and phone buzzes and Colorado is, uh, is in, in lockdown. So um, I, I, I phoned John yesterday and I asked him, like, what are they going to do if they can't play? 56 will they do they have a second schedule that gets us to 48 or is there um you know they, they added that, that points percentage column to the standings online this year out of, out of nowhere and that kind of to me is a, a tip of the hand that you know that they'll probably do what they did last year if they can't play them all they'll just go to points percentage and and determine who's in the playoffs that way but it's uh um i guess we should have expected this that uh, but we get so I think we kind of got lulled into a sense of security with the bubble when there were no yeah. positive tests. Well, that's it, you yeah. know. That, and and I mean, Z, you know, I no disrespect intended to the National Hockey League or how they've conducted themselves. They're doing what every other league is doing, and they're running into similar kinds of problems. Although you could argue, um, the NBA and the NHL both. Uh, I'm surprised that it's been as bad as it has been. And I just, I keep wondering, what is it that these players are doing now that is causing this? Or is this, are the rules and regulations implanted by the National Hockey League simply not tight enough? What are your, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I just don't, 
to me, for, first of all, when you look at it, there's, there's a common thread here. Um, and the fact is that we've seen a lot of these teams lose a lot of their games, like you said, because of the, the, the test, the positive tests and the pandemic. Um, but guys, how many, how, many, how many teams in Canada have had their teams uh, delayed or, or, or postponed? It's, 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 it's black and white in terms of where the teams are, Colorado, Minnesota, Buffalo, New Jersey, we can go down the list as opposed to Canada. And I, you know, you can ask what is the NHL doing here, but I think it's a more social thing, Bob, in, in terms of look at the numbers south of the border as opposed to here. We were joking earlier that, the, you know, um, in Ontario, we're still in the lockdown. You're not allowed to go anywhere um, unless you're essential services. Whereas in the, in the U.S., um, mo a lot of places are far more open and they're letting fans in. So, you know, I'm not surprised. I, 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 I kind of parallel this to baseball. We saw with the Florida Marlins uh, what happened, yeah. um, you know, mass, mass through, through one team. But I also think that, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there's two sides here and one is what's going on in the U.S. and one, one's what's going on in Canada. Because I, I mean, I'm not a scientist, obviously, but, but you know, down there going to a grocery store, you might be more vulnerable than if you go up here and get something. And I but it raises the question, John, to you. I mean, uh, it, should the NHL, should the other leagues have instituted tighter controls? Well, Is that even I, possible? I think, I, I, I think if you, a short of a bubble, Bob, I think that what what the NBA certainly and what the NHL have done are are as tight as you can manage. Here here's the here's the deal for me. Um, we we talk about the social responsibility of the players watching themselves. You know when they go to the rink, it's only an hour forty five before the game. Uh, you know it's you know when you travel, it's to the charter, to the bus, to the hotel. Don't leave your room. Boom. But that doesn't apply to the families. And so yep. if you're, if, if you have a girlfriend and if, or if you have a, a wife and children, they're basically go, supposed to be in the bubble too, in order for this to succeed in some sort of personal bubble. And, and to me, that's where the, that's where the responsibility, in my opinion, has not been extended. Um, in, in Canada, to Mike's point, uh, families can't do anything here anyway. It's a great theory. I just, I just wonder, guys, if there's any proof. Is there any evidence to support that theory? Well, it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's contract tracing, and it's not information we're ever going to get, Bob. Uh, the way the PA and the league have worked their protocols, but you know, you, you know, when when they announce that uh, Ralph Kruger or or Pete DeBoer or any player gets COVID, they have to get it from somewhere, and then you do the contract tracing. And they know exactly where the contract tracing exists and, how, and and what happens. That's why there has to be more social responsibility. The 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 baseball thing's a good point, Mike, because as you recall, I, I believe it was a team that was playing in Cleveland, found two of their teammates out at a bar yeah, having yeah. a beer. Ha having a beer. And the team, the players came down on their teammates yep. saying, if you don't want to play by the rules, you get off our team. And that seemed to be that watershed moment for baseball um, where there had to be. They were pretty clean and after. Yeah, they yep. were. And, but there has to be buy-in, not just with the players. There has to be buy-in with, with, with family members, with everyone, 
that you're that, that that you touch within six feet at some point in the day, and that becomes a huge issue. Well, look at the reaction of Ovechkin's wife when he got popped. Yeah, well, they're not buying in. She wasn't very happy about it, you know. So can you imagine? You, you could do some extrapolation there pretty easily. <laughs> Who was the first guy in Vegas to to uh, be uncovered with it? Do you remember, Gary? Uh, no, was there we, one? We, no, we, we had, uh, we've had. Um, no, but Petrangelo was the first one officially cases. to go on, on the, was officially to go on the, the protocol. We had cases in the summer, though, like during the off season. It's not, uh, these, the, the guys that have it now are certainly not the first, first, and I don't even know if they have it, the ones that are in COVID protocol. They're not the first mm -hmm. ones to, uh, to, for that to happen. Uh, certainly not in, uh, in our organization and not, not, not in Vegas, Nevada, or the United States, that's for sure. Well, what, if anything, can we ascertain by this uh, relatively brief period of, uh, of play so far? And I mean, the, one of the things, um, Z, that I've raised on this program is how do you, how do you quantify the early season success of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, and now perhaps Winnipeg Jets. There's your three top ones in the Canadian division. Mm -hmm. When they're playing each other, and historically, none of these teams have been in the top four for some time in the National Hockey League. So is it the, is it the, the poor beating up on the poor? Or, I mean, how do you quantify what's going on? Well, first of all, uh, you know, kind of the, the philosophy that was going around uh, the National Hockey League, at least the North Division, um, was the fact that you want to get some wins, you want to get to the top of the standings, have a three-game series against Ottawa, and that'll you'll just rock it right up, right? It'll like feed off the feed off the bottom feeders, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Thursday night, the Ottawa Senators go into the Bell Center and beat the Montreal Canadiens. And so that, that kind of goes down. But Bob, I, I think there is, for the most part, there is legitimacy to how well uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens have played. Because if you look at Montreal, yeah, they haven't been at the top for, for a long time in the top five, even in the top 10. Um, but look at, the, look at the moves they made. Uh, Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli. It's almost like everything that Mark, Mark Bergevin touched in the offseason has turned to gold. Um, so those moves are, are, are very, very, uh, very, very strategic. They're actually working out well. Um, now Montreal, uh, for me, the biggest problem with the Canadians for the last few years is they couldn't score enough goals. They mm -hmm. seem to have addressed that. The emergence of Nick Suzuki has been uh, a pleasure to watch from afar. And when you talk about the Maple Leafs, well, you know what? They actually have made themselves a more flexible team. They actually, a guy like Wayne Simmons, okay, you don't expect 30 goals or 20 goals or whatever, but there's a net front presence now. They, they're actually going into the corners and winning puck battles. And yeah, I, but they're beating, see, my issue isn't, isn't that. I acknowledge that, you know, you, 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 the teams that are winning are going to play well. I mean, let's. Who are the who are the three best teams in the National Hockey League going into the season? If we were going to predict who looks like the three best teams, take let's take the two Stanley Cup finalists from last year, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Let's throw let's throw Vegas into there, definitely. Mm -hmm. And and you probably can come up Colorado. with Colorado, others, 
Colorado would be another one. These Canadian teams are not playing any of those teams. No. At any point in time. So is it, you know, the sisters of the poor beating the sisters of the poor and, and stacking up points? And we won't, and as it happens, we won't know how yeah. good these teams in Canada are until you get to the Stanley Cup semifinal. That's to, I, me, to me, that's an incredible, that's a great storyline. We're going to find out. And it's not just that it's, it's from all divisions, right? Because yep. mm-hmm. you know, whoever comes out of the West, you'll be like, you would assume whoever comes out of the West is pretty good because they're going to get through Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, Minnesota, you know, that, that grouping. And those are all good teams. And the same in each division, but let's, let's face it. We're all, we're all more, I'm more interested in the West and in the Canadian division. And, and I'll be really, you know, let's say it's Montreal. They walk out who they play next. If they get swept four straight, yep. then, you know, we'll, we'll come back to this, to Bob's, to what Bob just said. And we'll look at it and go, yeah, it was the, it was the bad beating up. On the bad. That well, what we're bad. missing, we're missing that saliva test somewhere during periodically during the yeah. season, yep. where your team is playing really well, and then you get you got to play one of the one of the giants who you only play twice a year, and you and you get, you know, you look bad, mm-hmm. and you go, uh oh, you know, we're we're okay, but we're not that good yet. See, my other my my other fear than what you brought up, Bob, is that we're going to have four divisions of haves and have not. And uh, are we going to have, and, and I think this is a question probably for around the 1st of March, are we going to have playoff races? Or are we going to have a separation of the top four teams in each division and then the bottom four teams or in Canada's situation, the bottom three? I, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to go to the wall and suggest Ottawa's not making the playoffs and Ottawa's not in the race. Yep. The question becomes, in other divisions, is that the story as well? I mean, Anaheim, LA, or San Jose, are they in the playoff race? I don't think they are. I mean, they can fight all they want, and I'm gonna, I can get a phone call from a general manager well, how, anytime, but I don't different, think they are. How different is that, John, from any other year? I mean, well, to be because, be, be, because what, you, what you did have was you had, you had wild cards, so you had teams in different divisions fighting Rampant. for those last two spots. So as great as we, because I think most Canadians are absolutely in Nirvana right now because of this Mm -hmm. Canadian division. But at a certain point, you're going to say, well, to your point, you know, our four, our four teams, we might know by the first of March who the four teams fighting for those playoff spots are. We may know that already. And then what are we going to (laughs) do? What are we going to do for April and May? Well, but John, I would say, you know, speaking to the Canadian division, um, when you look at it, okay, at the beginning of the season, did we think any of any teams in this division would be within the top five of the National Hockey League? I'm not sure we would say that, but I mean, you take Ottawa out of the mix, the tops, the other six teams in the Canadian division, you could have argued at the beginning of the year um, that every one of these teams had a chance to finish a top of the Canadian division. So what about a top, but certainly, certainly in a playoff race, but, but you know, you look at it now, there's going to be one thing that's guaranteed in the Canadian division. There's going to be two fan bases. Okay. Ottawa, notwithstanding that are going to be mighty pissed off because they (laughs) think their team is, is good enough to make the playoffs. And when you look at the rosters of these teams, they should feel that way. 
I think there'll you be do, uh, I, I, firings. I, I, uh, that's that's a, a really interesting storyline for me. Is is an owner mm. who's taking it in the shorts right yeah. now, gonna fire his coach? Gonna say, you know what? Uh, I owe this guy four million a year for the next three, but we're not in a playoff race, so I'm gonna fire him. But then is he gonna say, well, we're not in a playoff race, but I'm not gonna sell any playoff tickets anyways. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna limp along bite here and, and bite the bullet and, and let and just let them hang, leave them hanging out to dry. That I don't, I, I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be season reg, in season firings really for the very reason either. you talked about. They're calling no for Josh Green's head in Vancouver this morning. Right? Yeah, but that, but but yeah, but, but he it's the most, me. it's the most irrational. And I, I love uh, you know as Bob will get to roll his eyes here if you can see them. Uh, you know I'm a British Columbian. Uh, it is the most irrational fan base in the National Hockey League. Uh, it is the toughest. It, it is one of the toughest fan bases in the National Hockey League because they lose two games in a row and they want to blow the whole thing up every time. And and uh, it, you know they they have their favorites and they don't pick on their favorites, but everybody else is a dog. And and so you can't you can't measure what social media says. Uh, you know the Aquilinis are not spending money. They're not spending extra money. They don't have anybody in their building. It is not going to happen. Now, if you tell me that they're out of the playoffs and on the 10th of May, that we have vaccines for everybody and um, in October, in October, uh, we're gonna have full buildings, then I think somebody gets fired. But I don't well, think until we know that, that anything happens. And Eugene is, is in a similar situation in Ottawa. Uh, you know, yeah, he, I think remember Eugene's when he was in. on with us, he was talking about fans in the stands and he thought he could get, I can't remember what number, yeah. 6,000 6, 6, or something. Yeah. yeah, He thought he could put 6,000 in there, put, put a few bucks in his jeans. His team, he acknowledged his team was young and probably was going to finish last, but was still optimistic. Well, he was right the first time. They're young and they're going to finish last. And um, why would he spend an extra whatever million dollars two million dollars to bring another coach in at this point when he has zero revenue and is bleeding the, you know i don't we we know them all we all know him a little bit mm -hmm. i don't see it happening z you're kind of smiling i suspect you feel the same way yeah no i do feel the same way and i i think that uh you know he's got a he's he, he talked about having to be patient and now he's got to practice what he preaches. The whole yeah. organization does big win last night, which kind of gives you a little, a little hint of what can come on. Uh, Tim Sturzla, I, I believe has goals in three consecutive games. Mm -hmm. So there's something for the fans to rally about, but real quick guys, going back to Travis green, I find that a fascinating situation in Vancouver because after the playoffs last year, they were clamoring in Vancouver. We got to get this guy signed mm -hmm. long term. He, he's in the last year of his contract. Now they're talking about firing him. And I'm just going to throw something against the wall here. I have no knowledge of it. It probably won't happen. But, you know, if I'm in Seattle, two hours away from Vancouver, and I'm looking what's going on with the Canucks, um, and you're trying to create a rivalry, because let's face it, that is going to be Seattle's rivalry. What better way to start a rivalry than snapping up the coach of the team that you uh, that's just up the road? Well, I raises, think that would be great. Raises he would a certainly question be on the me. list, Mike. He would certainly be on the list. Here's listening to this Iceberger talk, which I rarely do, of course. But but um, 
raises this question to me is in a season where essentially you're playing every other night as opposed to more than every other night or less than every other night is coaching more important or less important you have fewer practices you know there's less time to work on things the coaching part of it i don't think is as important as the the management of your group in terms of you know you can't redline guys if you're going to play you know a defenseman 30 minutes every night you're going to get in trouble yeah. if you're going to if you're going to go with the same goalie uh, nine nights in a row you're going to get into trouble if you're not going to listen to your players when they say to you you know what we're supposed to practice on Tuesday we need we need to let's do video and and stay off our feet if you don't that, that management of of your group i think is is more important than ever um the uh the x's and o's part of it obviously is always important but i this year more than ever that kevin your finger on the pulse of of your resources and the deployment of your resources is very important when you're playing every second day i'm not sure you what you can coach anyway uh you, you know it, it it might be you're right gary it might be a, a special team session watching video and because let's face it, this generation of nhl players they they've watched video from the time they were 12 years old and they understand it they know they know how to they know how to use that conditioning is not a problem you don't need to practice to be in shape uh you, you need to you you know and, and i'm not sure that and we hear coaches i mean john tortorella last night talked about you know we need more practice time now he's got a couple of new guys in his on his roster and roslovich and line um that probably need to be around the guys on the ice uh, but at the same time i'm not sure how much how much value there is to practices when you're playing every second night they got masks on all the time anyways like kelly mccrimmon the night he went behind the bench he had one of those n95s on couldn't hear a word he said anyways they got a point referees like that the referees that they've got rabbit ears this year that's to me is another that's another yeah, well, storyline as well well you know, you know it's interesting you say that because we've, we've always we've talked about these divisions and how uh, you know how familiarity is going to breed contempt between the teams you know what particularly in canada familiarity with the officials is going to breed contempt too we got the same bunch of referees doing every game and and that to me is and, and you got repetition you got you know a referee goes and does two games in a row it, it that never happened in playoff series now it's happening in a regular season where everybody's a little on edge everybody's saying okay i saw him dive the other night i'm going to get him this time it's uh that that's the human element of it isn't it gary we get the same referee uh uh, two nights in a row quite often, right? You, they'll, yeah. If yep. Arizona is in for two games, they send the same batch of referees. And, sure. and so you see a guy chirping a guy in the first period of, of having to have the same guy reffing for the next two periods. And you're like, what are you, stupid? Like, yeah. you're, you're going to need a call before the next uh, yep. 120 minutes are, are up. And you're, you just burned it. For, for It is one of the most perplexing things to me ever like if i wanted to be on bob's show would i come on and, and and tell bob to screw off and then expect him well actually that might get me on the next yeah show. Might, that, might that, work. that theory's yeah. out the window but you know what i'm saying you know uh, <laughs> a little honey for john all those years a little yeah, honey yeah, I, i've done okay <laughs> a little honey instead of vinegar to me would uh, would make sense 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, let's get to something else that uh, I don't. I haven't seen Florida play. Um, Florida is, you know, it's like kissing your sister. I mean, they're 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 generally not very good. They 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 have promise at the beginning of every year, and somehow somebody sticks a, a pin in the balloon uh, as a general rule. And they're the only undefeated team in National Hockey League, are they not? Yeah, uh, undefeated in regulation, Bob, yeah. Yes, okay, thank you. But they've only played seven games. Um, anybody seen them? Well, is, is, this, is this a blip? You know, they, they didn't play seven games against their own farm team. They played against other NHL teams. Are, are, they, are they actually good or are they just lucky so far? Anybody? Well, they're, they're, they're good. They've got a yeah. ton of, of really good young talent. They've got a $10 million goalie, and they have arguably the best coach in the game. Like There you go, right there. That's, that, to me, a, is a big he's thing. He's had a huge impact. I, 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 actually, it's, I was thinking about them the other day. They fired had Dale Talon. He didn't, you know, he, Dale, I don't know if Dale can finish a team, but he can sure build one. He, <laughs> I'm know, a big fan like, of Dale, I, yeah, I'll tell you. Too. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's the best guy to hang around with or play golf with, for sure. You bet. Uh, but, listen, uh, those teams in Chicago had his fingerprints all over All them. over them, yep. And, yep. Yeah, and, and Stan did a great job, you know, finishing and staying, right? They won three cups. You got to give Stan credit as well. But D- Dale had a big piece there. And then mm-hmm. all those guys in Florida are are his guys. And uh, – and now they're rolling. And Barkov is like, you know, you say it's like kissing your sister. But Sasha Barkov is one of the best players in the world. He, he's a dominant center iceman. He does a lot of wonderful things. And uh, they've got some, some good pieces on their blue line now. Yep. They're, and like, obviously they're goalie. Bobrovsky is what, when, when teams would play Columbus, when he was on his, uh, you know, on his form, they were scary. So, uh, they they get into the playoffs and he gets hot and you have Quenville pushing the chess pieces around. They're they're a threat. But Florida had Florida had great goaltending. I mean, they you know they had one of the best goaltenders in the world for a number of years, and they had all these great young players and everybody kind of what John? No, no, but here, here's here's the thing about Florida and, and you know Bill Zito took the job there this past off season. Um, and, and Joel had been there the year before. I think Joel in many ways was shocked. He he won't admit it. I think Joel was shocked at the laissez-faire attitude Mm -hmm. of, of the athletes. Um, and this was the part that needed to change. Uh, so Joel had a good handle on who was, who was a quality player, who we needed to get rid of. Um, Bill Zito, who is, uh, you know, ha- has a really good analytical mind for the game. Um, you know, they went out and got Patrick Hornquist and Patrick, all Patrick Hornquist does is sit in front of the net and win. That's yep. all he does. 
Uh, and and you can see it every night that Hornquist plays. He plays with a level of intensity. And, you know, there, there's something to be said for that, for helping his other guys. The other guy that's played really well is Jonathan Huberdeau. Huberdeau seems to have finally got to that point where he's uh, he's the star that we thought he would be. Um, Bobrovsky's been good. Yes, I don't think he's been that good. I mean, they, they, they you know, they lost in overtime on Thursday night, uh, they, they, they scored five, but they led in six. Um, so, but, but this, this to me was the first year Joel had his imprint yes. on the team and Z and Zito has really taken this club and said, okay, culture change is coming. We're going to get, we're going to bring in some winners and we're going to bring guys in that won't compromise because you're, it's easy to compromise when you could leave the arena in your, in your shorts and your flip-flops. It's easy to compromise. And I think that that's the one thing that's now changed in Florida. And to your point with, with, uh, you know, with, with Joel Quenville, his, his fingerprints are all over this in the second year, like you said. And here's an example. Are the Florida Panthers on their roster more skilled than they were last year? Because Dadenoff, they didn't bring him back. Hoffman, right. they didn't bring him back. We can go. Right. And you just said. Mike Matheson. Horn, yeah. Horn, Hornquist. Is Hornquist more talented, more naturally talented than the two guys I just mentioned for, for skating, shooting? No, but he is a player that brings something on the ice, like you said, in the dirty areas and in the dressing room. They need a culture change, and I think that this is the second year now where, you know, like you said, last year Joel was shocked, and this year, you know, in the offseason, he kicked butt. He, he told them, let's get rid of some of these guys that I don't care how fast they can stay, skate, how hard they can shoot. If it's the last two minutes of the game, is this guy going to go in a corner and get the puck out of the corner right. or take the crap in front of the net? And we're seeing what that means. Well, of course, one of the, uh, one of the phrases that is oft used in sport is um, you got to learn to lose before you can learn how to win. Uh, that's well, all, then they that's should all. be they should be uh, they should be really good in Florida. Yeah, yeah they well, they should be really scholars. good. Uh, 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 they should not only win the NHL championship; they should win the NBA <laughs> championship, MLB, and the Super Bowl too. Having said that, um, our friend Lawless is in Vegas, where that they took that theory and just threw that out the window. They never they've never learned how to lose. They went right right to learning how to win, and. Um, so I don't know what the hell's going to happen with Florida. Um, I'm not. Well, here, not, here, just just as we, if we're going to change topics, that one quick aside. I didn't about say we were Florida. Topics. I know, I know, but you're not in charge. Lawless is in charge. Um, here is uh, Doug Armstrong's going to run the Olympic team. <laughs> Doug Armstrong's running the Olympic team for Canada, and they won't name a coach until after the playoffs are over. But it should be Joel Quenville. Okay, end of story. Hard to argue. Should be Joel Quenville this time. It's his turn. It's his turn now. Uh, I hate that. It's his turn. It, that that is crap. It's not anyone's turn. Yeah. It, it, it's it's the, Joel's it, turn. It's the best coach. Well, and, Jake, then it's Joel. Well, you can make that argument. You could also look at the at the guy up the state. John Cooper's done it. That, that would be done, my pick. Done Gary. a pretty good job too. Um, yeah, I'll take him. Pete DeBoer just manages to get yep. to the to conference final or the Stanley Cup every other year. There's, there's guys around. I, I, when, I, when I worked for TSN the last time uh, uh, before 
the World Cup, I argued that it should have been that that should have been Joel's team. They had, and it was hard to take it away from Mike. Mm-hmm. He won, he won, he won. But in the NHL, like you're picking the players from what they've done in the NHL. Shouldn't you pick the coach from what he's done in the NHL? And Joel got passed over. Uh, I, I don't think he's a Hockey Canada guy. We all know he had, you know. Well, no, no. But, but here's the here's the deal. He was an assistant for Mike. Yeah. You know, and so that when I say it's his turn, and Hockey Canada is famous for looking down the road and saying, okay, we're going to use Mike this year. We're going to make sure. Joel one of the assistants, and we're going to use him next. I mean, when Bob and I, when we were doing our, our old gig, I remember having Mike on and telling Mike, you shouldn't be the coach this time. You know, Joel should coach the team. And I, I, I believe that then. Uh, and I, uh, I believe it now. I think Joel should be the coach of the Olympic team. You know, well, Mike, I, Mike has, has, has very intelligently removed himself from the conversation, right? To save it, like, so there'll be no embarrassment of, hey, you know, you didn't get the job. He can already say, I took myself out yeah. of the way. He's so did now. Kurt Schilling, so. Yeah. No, I yeah, just, I just think that when I, when I look at it, um, you know, and I, I, I understand what you're saying with Joel, he does deserve it, but my pick easily would be John Cooper, because I think that John Cooper is a new generation of coach where he can be a hard ass, but at the same time, he has a real good relationship with the younger players. He's more in tune. And it's interesting because um, at the World Championships a few years ago, um, Mitch Marner played for him. And you talk to John Cooper about Mitch Marner. He thinks he's the one of the top five players in the world. And, you know, you talk to Mitch about him. Like, every time Tampa and Toronto play, those two will meet outside the dressing room to talk. John Cooper has a great ability to communicate with the younger players. And I think that is so vital going into an Olympics because we're going to see a lot of different players than we have in the past. I think there's some truth to that. We're arguing about a uh, Mercedes and a Porsche, right? <laughs> That's right, well, Gary. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, and you the Maserati the, the, which, in Vegas, too. I can't, minute, I can't forget my buddy DeBoer. No, I was going to hold on, Gary. You have a car deal. You might as well mention the right car deal. <laughs> Come on now, don't be don't be saying Mercedes and Porsche when you got a Cadillac deal, okay? I have, it's a Lincoln. So it's, it's a Lincoln Navigator. It is a lovely so you, car so, so, from so the good people go. at Finley Lincoln. Yes, you're right. You're correct. <laughs> I got a car deal from Tonka. <laughs> uh, you fit the uh, Tonka? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a great deal with uh, General Motors. Um, unfortunately, I have to. Pay them to have that. Now, send them some wine, Bob. Yeah, I tried that one. Believe me. Um, it, you it, won't it, even send me some wine, Mike. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, next time you invite me to your golf course. So that's um, not going to happen. Uh, there you go. Ditto. Uh, so a, a pattern has developed on this program. Every time I, I get ready to uh, wrap things up so our guests can go and uh, get on with their day, John jumps in and says, uh, one more thing, one more thing. So uh, before I, I even try to wrap it up, go ahead. Give me your one more thing, John. No, I got nothing. Perfect. Uh, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. We'll have you back as soon as we possibly can, if, uh, if, if you're okay with it. Uh, careful out there. It's dangerous. Um, all the best. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Mike. Screw you, Bob. Thank you. And uh, Gary, be safe out there. And, uh, you know, 
I live in the same country as Bob. I can't say that to him. I used to on the radio show, though. <laughs> I have friends in Vegas. <laughs> oh, just a minute. Yeah, I, I, rumor I has it. One, I, I have one more thing. Friends. <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Uh, have yourself a swell weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, we may actually have a show for you this weekend. Stay tuned. A special Super Bowl special? A special Super Bowl edition. Wow. Good um, idea. Perhaps coming up. See ya.